Blue Wire. The San Diego Chargers select Joey Bosa. Oh, here comes Bosa! The Los Angeles Chargers select Derwin James. Welcome, everybody, to episode 12 of the Powder Blue Review, powered by Blue Wire Podcast, your weekly Los Angeles Chargers podcast. I am your host, Michael Peterson, as always. Guys, we've been at this for three months. Can't believe it's already been three months. Feels good. Feels real good, actually, to have done something for three months straight without uh, you know having a dip in production. But appreciate all the love you guys do for this. We've got a treat of an episode for you today. Uh, the OC Registers Los Angeles Chargers beat writer Gilbert Manzano joins me to recap the Arizona Cardinals versus Los Angeles Chargers preseason week one matchup. The Chargers unfortunately lost that 17-13, but it's the preseason. doesn't matter to the actual record. We get to enjoy the game and nitpick without feeling too bad or you know pessimistic about the team whatsoever. So super excited to have had him on. Uh, it's a great conversation. We also end that with a preview of what to expect from the Saints week. The Saints come to town 14. 14th and 15th, I believe, Thursday, Friday of this week before the team travels on Saturday and their game is on Sunday. It's always fun. Breeze coming back to town as well. Him and Rivers' personalities is always super just, you know, attractive and and, uh, addicting to get those two around and just kind of see how they are. So it's another week against uh, a really good team in practice and in the week season or preseason week two game. Can't wait for it and uh, don't want you guys to wait any longer. So here is that interview with Gilbert Manzano. So I'm joined now by Gilbert Manzano, the Chargers beat reporter for the OC Register. He is a must-follow for any Chargers fans and has done an amazing job of keeping fans up to date on everything going on in training camp practices and just the daily goings-ons of the Chargers. If you want to go ahead and follow him on Twitter, he is at GManzano24. And Gilbert, I really appreciate the time you're coming on. Um, It's about less than 30 minutes to practice in Costa Mesa. Um, How are you doing out there and how's everything looking? Yeah, I'm doing well. I think it's day 12 of training camp practices. I'm kind of losing track, but uh, so far so good. I think we're past the halfway point, and uh, I'm kind of ready for some real football, but uh, so far being out here in Costa Mesa is not too bad. Did you get a chance to participate in the the little Madden uh, combine thing that they just <laughs> did recently? Uh, no, uh, I, I kind of wanted to, but then I didn't because uh, there were so many things going on. like. I, I could I could run the forty. I could maybe do the, the jump, but when it came to throwing, it looked so hard. And I'm left-handed, so I didn't want to embarrass myself doing the throwing. Uh-huh. So I kind of I skipped it. But we did have some media guys do the the forty-yard dash. Uh, I wish I could have done that, but there was only four lanes, so I was like, "Hey, you guys go ahead. I'll watch this one." And uh, I'm kind of glad I did. It was pretty fun for the guys. Yeah, I saw uh, the Athletics' Daniel Popper do it, and I think he won whatever heat uh, he ran, man. But I, I think I would put my money on you if you ended up doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I already told him. I, I definitely would have beat him, uh, but I want him to have – he's a new guy in town, so I wanted to kind yeah. of have this moment in the, in, the spot, in the spotlight, kind of enjoy it, you know, maybe beat up on the PR guys a little bit. But, yeah, definitely. I told him if it was just him, him and I one-on-one, I will definitely win. Well, that's fantastic to hear. But uh, we most recently just had the Chargers' first preseason game. And uh, luckily, you know, it's not the time that anyone gets to dwell on on losses. These these games don't count. But what we can yeah. do is look back and uh, we can still, you know, analyze and see where the team needs to improve, who stood out, who didn't. Um, so just overall, uh, it was 17 to 13 over uh, the Cardinals over the Chargers. And to start off, 
the what was left of we can call it not really so much the backups but what was left of the first team offense looked pretty good out there i mean tyrod taylor six for six 72 yards had a couple of uh big carries on scrambles on the ground eckler looked really great until that unfortunate fumble um, on the two yard line what did you see that stood out the most when the first Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's kind of uh, interesting because they, they ran the ball pretty well. Uh, before Tyrod Taylor got pulled midway through the second quarter, they, they already had 88 yards rushing and two drives. Uh, but it's kind of tricky to kind of say because, well, obviously Melvin Gordon is not there, and they did, they did pretty well without him with Austin Eckler and uh, Justin Jackson. But, you know, Phillip, when Philip Rivers is in the offense, do they move that fast? Because Tyrod Taylor is such a different quarterback that maybe he kind of helps the running game. He had 34 yards rushing, so it's kind of hard to tell. But from those two drives with Tyrod Taylor, who's kind of a, you know, he's a starting caliber quarterback in this mm -hmm. league. And uh, Anthony, Anthony Lynn said he's a luxury to have. And yeah, he, he's, a, he's a pretty good quarterback to have just in case. But yeah, Philip Rivers, Rivers is very durable. So hopefully, you know, uh, he stays in there. But it's just so hard to tell because Tyrod is a running mobile quarterback. So maybe it's kind of one of those run and gun kind of offenses, you know, pick up the face. So, you know, we'll see. But from Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, besides the fumble, they were pretty solid. And that's always good to see. I know it's game one of the preseason, but to see the offense still move just as well, just as quick, is uh, it's always, you know, comforting. And um, so going over to the other side of the ball, we had Kaiser White started at the Mike linebacker position. And we later saw when the, the second group of defenders came in that Perryman was at Mike um behind Kaiser is that something to look into too much I know Kaiser's been getting a lot of looks at the mic and he said he really enjoys it but he was a starter at Will Linebacker last year is he playing well enough that since Thomas Davis is now the team's uh starting Will Linebacker that they're trying to get Kaiser more on the field and is that something we should look forward or look into yeah. with him starting above Perryman yeah it's kind of a tricky uh, situation uh Actually, I did, I did kind of a guess the other day for start starting lineups for the Cardinals game, and it's kind of more, you know, I kind of just want to see, you know, if the season started today, what would the what would the kind of the, the starting lineup look like? And I put Kaiser White a middle linebacker, and a lot of people kind of were like, "Hey, what are you talking about? Denzel Perriman's a middle linebacker," uh, and, I, and I was kind of saying, "Hold on, just for for today, just kind of play with me, just you know, you know, it will be Kaiser White because I don't think Denzel Perriman is fully back yet. I, I think they're kind of he's, he he got hurt in uh, I think it was November." Kaiser White got hurt, I think, around September, October. So he's a, he's a little ahead in the process. And like you said, I think for Kaiser White, they just really want to find a spot for him because he's been that good. And you already have Thomas Davis on the other side. He's going to play. And I think when Denzel gets fully healthy, 100%, he's going to take back that middle linebacker spot. And then on the other side, you have they really like Yuchenna Nwusu, who's more of a pass rusher, but they really want him to play that Sam linebacker. So then you're kind of left with where is Kaiser White going to play? And I think they're trying to just make him a, a versatile linebacker when somebody needs a spot or a rest, they put in Kaiser. And it seems like that, that go-to spot is middle linebacker. He's doing pretty well. But I think come week one, it's going to be Denzel's job. But they just want to find a spot for Kaiser. And I think he, he's making it very difficult for the, for the coaching staff because, you know, you, you don't play a lot of linebackers nowadays. You got Desmond King in the nickel. So it's pretty much two spots. And then you got – you're trying to be in the back of pass rusher. So, but they really want to find a spot for Kaiser, and, and I think they're, they're going to work it out and figure it out. And that's not a bad problem to have, uh, you know, some depth at the linebacker position. Cause as you saw at the end of 2018, when uh, Jatavis Brown, Perryman, White, I mean, there was almost no linebackers left on the team that the Chargers yeah. felt like they could put on the field during the playoffs, which is obviously why they, they rode with six or seven defensive backs. 
Um, but do you see Kaiser possibly winning? I, I, I don't know, like winning the job outright because he talked about Ichina Nwosi maybe playing that Sam, but uh, Nwosi is kind of in that that special position in Bradley's defense, the auto. But he also played a lot of Leo rushing the passer behind Melvin Ingram um, against the Cardinals as well. Do you think uh, it's basically just depending on personnel? Sometimes Kaiser possibly could be the starter at uh, you know strong side outside linebacker, and then sometimes Nwosu. But will they play Nwosu off the ball? Like, what's your feelings on that? Yeah, I think you know. I think they know that once Denzel Perriman is the healthy hundred percent, he's going to be the guy. He's your best run stopper. You got to have him in the middle. Uh, so I think they want to split it up with, with Kaiser and Yuchenna Nawusu on the other side for, for that Sam spot. And I, I feel like Nawusu is much better at the pass rusher, so maybe he'll be just kind of the guy who, who comes in to give uh, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa a breather. And then for the, for the linebacker personnel, when you got three guys out there, you put Kaiser in that spot. It's just a little hard to tell because, I, you know, he, he, he started as a safety. He's not as big to kind of go, mm-hmm. you know, follow a tight end or just kind of, you know, you know, go after a quarterback. So I think for him, he's doing much better at a middle linebacker. But again, you got to find a spot for him. And Anthony Lynn has, has said he has no problem with him being, you know, a strong side linebacker. He feels like he's so versatile. He can do, you know, you know whatever they ask him out there. So it's going to be a, a little tricky, you know, to kind of figure it out. But like you said, it's a good problem to have because a year ago they were, they were playing seven defensive backs. But yeah, I think it's it's more on personnel and what they're kind of what, what's kind of working, especially when you like like I said, you're, you're pretty much running, uh, you know, a, a nickel defense most of the time. We have Desmond out there, and you want to have Desmond out there following the best uh, slot uh, slot receivers in the game. So uh, playing time for these linebackers could be a little hard to find, and especially with with Thomas Davis, I, I actually thought that Thomas Davis would be the odd man out because going into year 15, uh, he was drafted in 2004 with a uh, with a. Uh, um, uh, or lights out. Uh, Sean Merriman. Sean Merriman. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Sean Merriman's, uh, uh, you know, a draft mate. You know, it's so strange that he's out here, you know, doing, being so productive. And he's, I don't think he's going to, you know, leave the field pretty much. And I, I asked Tom Telesco, the general manager of the Chargers, uh, uh, is this a battle between, you know, Denzel and, and Kaiser? And he said, uh, don't forget about Thomas Davis. He's going to play a lot. And then I've been seeing Thomas Davis out here in training camp, and he's been great. Yeah, and a lot of people kind of forget about Thomas Davis. I think he's going to be the Chargers, like you know, the underrated signing that they make of a veteran during the offseason that's going to pay, you know, huge dividends uh, once the season rolls around. So, again, such a good problem to have with a ton of linebacker depth and a ton of different linebackers who can do a ton of different stuff. But real quick before we kind of talk about some of these rookie performances that we saw, back to the offensive side, uh, Forrest Lamp and Dan Feeney, I believe, played all 60 reps for the offense yeah. uh, against the Cardinals. And obviously Mike Pouncey got the, the veteran night off. So Feeney started at center and Lamp was at left guard. And I, a lot of people said they both played fairly well, a little more ups than downs at their positions. But at the end of the day, Pouncey's going to be the starting center and someone's going to have to win the starting left guard job. How do you feel between Lamp and Feeney as of right now? Who kind of has the edge? Who are you rooting for? Um, what's that situation look like to you? I think right now it's Forrest Lamp's job to lose. Uh, he's finally healthy. You know, the first two years he he wasn't healthy. You know, he had I think he he had the torn ACL in the in the first training camp, his rookie training camp, and then he he kind of just took a long time to really rehab that injury the, the second year, and I think he got hurt again, and he had to have a second surgery on that knee, so he was so behind. And by the time he got healthy a year ago, Michael Schofield was doing pretty well, and they liked Dan Feeney in between uh, Russell Kung and Mike Townsend. They, they didn't want to switch anything, but now. 
he's healthy. He's looking great. They keep calling him the strongest man on the team. So uh, they really like him out there. And with Dan Feeney getting moved around to center spot, you already have, you know, a backup center in uh, Quinsbury out there. Uh, I think it's more of trying to find a spot for Dan Feeney because it seems like he's not going to win that left guard job. So the more, the more you can do, the harder it is to, you know, take you off a roster. So if Dan Feeney can play center pretty well, and be a backup uh, also at a guard, then they'll keep him on the 53-man roster, and he'll play you know as much as he can. But I think for right now, it's Forrest Lamp's job. And I'm not rooting for anybody, but I know a lot of Chargers fans are rooting for Forrest Lamp. They really want to see him out there. He, he was you know regarded as the best guard in the draft a couple of years ago before he, before he fell in the second round. Uh, but I think this is finally Forrest Lamp's year to kind of break out. Yeah, man, you're right about the fans' love for Forrest Lamp. I know me personally and a lot of the guys that uh, write for Bolts from the Blue as well, we're all big Forrest Lamp fans. And, and honestly, it doesn't seem like the fan base can get enough Forrest Lamp news. So <laughs> that's always something that we hope, uh, you know, you and the rest of the beat writers kind of, you know, keep an eye on him every single day because we'll take a daily, you know, Lamp Nuggets, if you will, um, through the week. <laughs> yeah. Football season is here, people. It's time to start placing your bets for NFL and college football. Blue Wire is teaming up with sports information traders and the legend John Price, one of the world's most successful sports bettors, so our listeners are given the chance to make more money on football this season. Go to sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue and get the college football and NFL futures plays and make up to 15 times your money for only a $99 investment. Last year, sports information traders correctly predicted the Clemson Tigers to win the college football championship, making one client alone $110,000. The year before that, Kurt Presley of Sports Information Traders made $1 million with a preseason wager on the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl. John Price and the Sports Information Traders team can guide you on the best ways to make money on futures bets and preseason football betting picks. You get all of that for just $99 and the opportunity to make 15 times your money. It's totally worth getting Sports Information Traders betting picks. Sports Information Traders have been featured in ESPN, Gambling911.com, Entrepreneur Magazine, and many more. John Price has been successfully making money betting on sports for over 20 years. Make a big return for a small investment with Sports Information Traders Futures Picks. Get started now by going to sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue. Again, make sure you go to sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue to have your chance at 15 times a return this football betting season. But uh, going on to some of these rookies real quick, uh, some of the stuff that stood out is uh, obviously Easton Stick um, did throw an interception, but for the most part, it looked pretty good, especially uh, when he responded from his interception and the 31 yard touchdown scramble looked really good. Again, this is weird seeing a quarterback, you know, two quarterbacks, Tyrod and Easton Stick able to run around like they did in a Chargers uniform because fans haven't seen too much of that. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, Drew Tranquil had his, uh, his first career interception. Yeah, again, it's in the preseason, but huge moment for the rookie. It's always great seeing these first-year guys in their first game make big plays like that. Um, besides, uh, you can go on, uh, touch on Stick, touch on Tranquil a little bit, but uh, did any other rookies stand out to you? Uh, let's see. For, for, for rookies, well, uh, no Tillery, no Nazir Adderley, so it's kind of hard, you know, to – you know, mm-hmm. Those are two guys that people really want to watch and see. So uh, I get, it was mostly all on Tranquil and uh, Easton Stick. But I saw Cortez Brockton getting some playing time. He, he didn't do too bad. Uh, but, yeah, I think the focus was on Easton Stick and Drew Tranquil because they, they played pretty well. And I kept saying, you know, to, you know, to the other beat writers, you know, I, I know Easton Stick is kind of struggling out here. He's not getting a lot of – for training camp practices, he's not getting a lot of reps or snaps because – 
you already kind of said when you got Philip Rivers and Tyra Taylor, and there's not much to go around for the third spot. If he's kind of, he's also splitting it with Cardell Jones, so there's not much to go around. And being a mobile quarterback, you can't really show what you can do with your legs in training camp because you're, you know, you're not really allowed to run. You're, you know, you, you know, they can't even attack you. So, so there's not much going on. So I kept saying, once preseason come, rolls around, he might be a guy that will, that will shine, and that's what he did on Thursday. Uh, yeah, a little shaky at the interception, but he came back with a, a 10-play, 87-yard drive, and it wasn't all about the run. He had the 31-yard touchdown, the rushing touchdown, which was really nice. But uh, before that, he completed four passes for, I think I saw, 61 yards so and one for 25 yards. So he, he's showing that he could throw the ball. Uh, but just being a rookie quarterback and everything's kind of moving, moving so fast, and, you know, sometimes it can be kind of a disaster out there for your first preseason game. But for him, I think he did uh, pretty well. Maybe some mixed reviews with the interception and maybe some uh, misfires here and there. But I think overall, not too bad for him. And, you know, being a fifth-round pick who's kind of fighting for, for a roster spot, I think he did pretty well. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think even in his post-game uh, interview, he just sounded – uh, mature beyond his years he sounds like a guy who's kind of already been there and done that and knows how to move forward and you know he yeah. won a lot at North Dakota State he had four <laughs> I believe four straight national titles at the FCS power yeah. I mean the guy knows how to win so if you want to talk about like these uncoachable and tangentables uh, Easton Stick has them and he looks like a guy who could maybe stick around the league I'm not sure if he'll ever be a starter in the NFL but exactly the type of guy that uh, Tom Telesco wants on his team so um, it's good to see from the rookie again, whether it's him or Tranquil, both good guys, uh, you know, guys that are easy to root for, right? Yes, especially for, for Tranquil, uh, you know, uh, like you were saying, you know, how, how mature and experienced uh, Easton Sick is. Uh, also, Drew Tranquil, well, he is too. He, when, he, when, he speaks, when he speaks to reporters, he sounds like a very mature veteran. Uh, he, he was calling plays at Notre Dame, uh, you know, one of the highest levels you could play at for college football. Uh, so he's kind of, you know, done done all of it for Drew Tranquil. But it's, it's a little hard because there's so much – we were just talking about with so much depth at linebacker for him to find a spot in his rookie year. It's going to be it's gonna be hard. Uh, hopefully they don't have injuries again, but that's probably the way he'll, he'll kind of break you know, or move up, I mean, if something kind of happens, you know, hopefully not. Uh, but he's making it hard for the coaches, though. He was, I thought he was going to be the special teams guy. I think for Gus Bradley, he's going to try to find maybe some, some, something, you know, some snaps in there here and there. Uh, maybe it'll change in the regular season when you got your guys rolling and you don't want to, you know, you know, mess that up. But I, I think Gus Bradley really likes them. So don't be surprised if Drew Tranquil, you know, does something in the regular season. Yeah, I honestly personally agree. I got the chance to talk to him a little bit when I was in Mobile uh, earlier this year for the Senior Bowl. Uh, great, great guy. I wouldn't be surprised to see Bradley, um, you know, noticing the talent and the type of player and, you know, what he's good at, Tranquil is, um, and being able to find a spot for him. I guess Bradley's done such a good job of of taking players that maybe on other teams wouldn't have had a spot, maybe wouldn't have uh, been on the 53-man roster, but realizing what they're good at and finding um, a space for them, such as Adrian Phillips and what they did, realizing he's a safety. Well, he's a bigger safety, and they can use him in sub packages, nickel and dime. And, and uh, I'm not sure if it had to do with his play at linebacker, but was an all pro, you know, special teamer. Um, and I think all that stuff translates, right? Um, good player. Gus Bradley will find a way. But real quickly, I know we're uh, practice is starting here, I think a little over 10 minutes. Um, before we get you out of here, uh, it's an exciting week at training camp. We got the Saints coming to town. Um, a week from today is when they do take on the Saints in their second preseason game. Um, 
What are some of the things you're looking forward to this week? It's another good team, just like the Rams, good defensive line, good offensive line, good quarterback, good skill positions. What are the things that stick out to you the most that you're going to be paying attention to um, keeping a close eye on this week? Yeah, maybe this, this could be the week where kind of those those uh, camp battles for uh, starting positions, the roster spots, could, you know, could be earned this week. You know, it's kind of, you know, especially the two scrimmages with the Saints, you know, you're going to face guys like Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, Cameron Jordan. Like you said, they're, they're, they're a loaded team just like the Rams. So uh, if you could hold your own with those, you know, with that talented roster and you really stick out, that's where you could kind of earn your spot. So I think that's what I'm looking forward to. I, I was talking to some of the beat writers and I kind of feel like some of the spots are already kind of set. Like I mentioned Forrest Lamp. Uh, I feel like uh, Rashawn Jenkins is going to get that free safety spot because Nazir is not available. Uh, the cornerback spot, Michael Davis, because Trevor Williams is not available. Uh, maybe the competition on linebacker is still uh, up in the air. But you could also lose your job if you're not doing well in scrimmages. And I think that's where the coaches are going to be focused more is on the scrimmages than the preseason game. I don't think nobody, uh, well, people are going to care, especially for the younger guys, for the preseason game. Uh, on Sunday, but those two scrimmages are more important, I think, for the starting uh, guys and, and showing that you're capable of being a guy that you can count on. Uh, like like I said, right now, I think some of the jobs are set, but you they can actually they can lose them if you're not looking good out there, especially for the old line and, and uh, Trent Scott to handle Cameron Jordan. He's not looking too great, but uh, you know, just a little bit on Trent Scott. I, I think he's been great so far at left tackle, uh, but when the games really count, you know, who knows how he, he'll look. Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, it's always a great battle between the two teams. The chemistry between Rivers and Breeze is always something everyone kind of is attracted to, right? They have their little QB competition. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I love and the competitive. It, it could be the last time, actually. You know, Drew Breeze could retire at the end of the year. So it's something you got to, you know, maybe I guess kind of, you know, soak in and really appreciate because that could be the last time those two guys kind of get together uh, uh, on a practice field. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that, man. It seems like these older quarterbacks, like, they're not that old. You know, I can't believe Drew Brees yeah, is over 40. Yeah. Like we're used to Tom Brady being over 40, but then Brees is over 40. And you're like, how are these two dudes still amazing at what they do well over the 40 year mark? So it's absolutely incredible. Um, last thing going into the second game, obviously the first game, a lot of guys sat out and a lot of teams kind of did that. But uh, with this game kind of important going against a good team in the Saints, do you feel like Anthony Lynn will allow more of the normal starters to play? And if at all, how much do you think they will play? I don't think so. I think you're going to see a lot less this this week or, or Sunday coming up because of the two joint scrimmages. You kind of – you get your work in and you're kind of already, you know, maybe all tired, banged up, sore from the two – the back-to-back scrimmages. So I think that Sunday is going to be kind of a day off for most veterans. So it's, it's kind of where the guys were fighting for that roster spot to make the 53-man roster. We'll get most of the, their – I guess their opportunities to kind of show what they can do in a play, for, for a game. So I don't think – uh, the first team unit, maybe some of the second team unit will play much, but uh, you know you, you got to play four preseason games, so we got to get through this second one. But I don't think it's gonna be a lot, a lot of uh, star players out there. Well, we can only hope. I mean, at least we got some good backups to watch, right? With Tyrod and Easton Stick, it's probably the most interesting and exciting backups the the Chargers have had on offense for quite some time. But uh, Gilbert, I really, really do appreciate the time. Uh, I know you got practice here coming up, and. Uh, you're a busy guy, especially with training camp going on. So, uh, once again, really do appreciate it and uh, try to have some fun out there. <laughs> I will, and I appreciate the time. It was fun talking to you. Yeah, appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Thank you, man. Take care.
And that does it for this week's episode of the Powder Blue Review, guys. Appreciate you stopping in. We will see you next week after the team takes on the New Orleans Saints for their second preseason game of the month. Uh, Next week's podcast, I will give you a warning, will probably be a day or two afterwards just due to the fact that the game is on a Sunday evening. And unfortunately, with time constraints, I won't be able to do get the podcast out, you know, for Monday morning afterwards, just because that game is going to get over super late and I am over here on the East Coast. So I do apologize for that. But uh, once again, guys, this has been Michael Peterson. Um, You can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Zone Tracks. That's Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. And go ahead and follow the podcast Twitter handle at PB Review Podcast. That one's growing fast, trying to do a bunch of different content than I would on my uh, personal account. So go ahead and give that a follow so you're not missing anything whatsoever. And don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, hit that five-star review. Tell me why you like the podcast so much. I know a lot of you guys do. Uh, I want to know why. So go ahead and do that as well. I can't wait for next week, guys. Sorry for the little bit of a delay, but um, it's going to be a good time, and we'll just get back to things as normal. So once again, this has been Michael Peterson on the Powder Blue Review. We will see you guys next week.